You're listening to Muscles, Motherhood, and Motivation. I'm your host, Chloe Puff. All right, y'all. Today, I'm going to answer your pressing questions about nutrition. Um, And listen, these are things that I hear all the time. So (laughs) I'm hoping that at least one of these um, topics today is going to feel aligned with maybe a struggle that you're going through. And if you do have any questions and maybe I didn't get to address it today, um, feel free to shoot me a DM, an email. Um, I'm pretty reachable. So feel free to reach out and submit your questions um, because I would love to answer the topics that you are most interested in on this show. So with that said, um, you guys know if you if you follow me on social, I am very um, anti-diet. And what I mean by that is I don't believe you need to have a restrictive like punishment type of lifestyle when it comes to food. Um, I mean, I've had so much experience in my life helping women be able to reach their goals without dieting. Um, it's, it's more just learning the proper tools that you need in order to serve your body best for the type of goals that you want to reach. Um, and that's not always easy to do on your own, especially with, let's be honest, like centuries of horrible messaging around food. And it's funny because, I mean, you think about like, uh, way back in the day, um, I don't even know what time period this would be, honestly. Let's just guess medieval. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe I need to brush up on history. But um, the the fatter you were, the thicker you were, the more you ate. Um, if you were a robust person, it was a signal of wealth. Um, and so skinny was actually frowned upon uh, because, you know, if you were if you were thin, then you were probably poor. Um, and then fast forward, you know, we've got like the the cocaine 90s where, you know, everybody is rail thin. And that's just like it was part of the culture. Like you had to be skinny, flat butt, elbows pointing out, collarbones popping. And now we've got the snatched waist and BBL like, you know, <laughs> it's rough. It's rough out there because beauty standards change all the time. But there's no lack of societal pressure to look a certain way. So let's just start off by giving ourselves permission to be whoever we need to be um, internally, externally, no matter what the culture is telling us to do. So, you know, if you are if you are a, a very thin person in the area or in the era of um, thick thighs, um, I can't imagine the stress that that would <laughs> that that would put on. I'm I'm honestly though I'm glad that things seem to be leaning to, towards more of a body positive type of um, environment online, but in the same breath. There are individuals out there who will still take the time to troll people no matter what they look like. Like, I've seen people who are literally the most gorgeous humans I've ever laid eyes upon. And I look at the comments and I'm like, how do people come up with these insults? I don't understand. 
So, you know, we're just a society that seeks out imperfection. And I just want to tell you right now, I don't care if you're fat. I don't care if you're thin. I don't care if you're anything in between. I don't care what shape you are, what size, how tall, how short, whatever. You are a beautiful freaking human being. And (laughs) what is that quote from Bridesmaids? You're beautiful and you smell like pine needles and you look like Cinderella. So that's all I have to say to start this off. So let's kind of dive into nutrition, dieting, all of those things, right? So let's talk specifically about weight loss because that topic is something that I probably get the most. And I know not everybody's goal is weight loss, um, but this is good to know because you know, regardless, I mean, maybe you're on the opposite side. Maybe you're losing weight and you don't want to lose weight. So we can use this information to benefit our goals. So my big thing is you don't need to have a restrictive diet. And I feel like the magic number that everybody seems to come up with, which first of all, I don't even know where this number comes from. Is this like 1200 calories? thing. Um, and it's BS. I mean, you've probably seen the number 1200 pop up on my reels about a thousand times. You've probably seen it pop up about 1200 times. Um, because that magic number, I hear it all the time. Like, yeah, so I was eating 1200 calories and I still didn't lose any weight. And I'm just not understanding because I only ate this much, but (laughs) surprise, surprise, You need to eat more to burn more. And I'll kind of dive into that a little bit more in a second here. Um, But I think that's just, it's hard for people to grasp. Um, There's my general suggestion, and this phrase you'll hear me say so much, is tools, not rules. So the idea here is that We want to create this little mental file cabinet of things that we can utilize um, and try in order to help us reach our goals, rather than just sticking to a rigid set of rules. And there's a number of reasons why I advise this. And first of all, life is not rigid. Um you know, our, our lives, we're going to be dealing with so many different things. I mean, especially if you're a parent, I mean, come on, it's, <laughs> you cannot be expected to have things go your way pretty much ever. Um, especially if you are a parent of toddlers, oh my gosh, like pray for us. It's <laughs> okay. Um, side note, um, how ironic is it that I was talking about how, Life never goes your way and your day will just never go as planned. And as I was saying that, the doorbell rang (laughs) and it was some solicitor. Anyway, so all that to say is it's going to be so much easier to have basically these tools that you can pull from and so you can adapt better in every situation to be able to still reach your goals. Because if we put this you know, restrictive uh, type of approach on ourselves, we are way more likely to fail. And sure, maybe the information is sound. Maybe the strategy is perfect. And you know what? Maybe you will even get better results by being very rigid and structured. But there is also a way to do it 
and to reach your goals without being so rigid that allows you the flexibility in your life. Um, And to me, that just having that flexibility far outweighs, you know, that benefit alone far outweighs my need to, you know, lose some weight or whatever, um, in a certain amount of time, um, because we can still reach our goals without having to be so dang rigid. So the goal is not to just like listen to our body, but it's more about learning our body, right? Um, we all come from different backgrounds in food. Um, we all, have different examples. We all have had different sorts of uh, messaging in our lives around nutrition. And so I'm going to give you a couple practical things um, in order to um, just be able to add some more tools to that toolbox. So first, I, I highly recommend that Instead of thinking in terms of elimination, restriction, what can I take out of my diet? Let me cut out sugar. Let me cut out high fat foods, blah, blah, blah. Think about um, an abundance mindset. What can you add into your diet um, or into your meal, into into your day, into your life, rather than what can I take away? Because when we think of, when we think of adding things in, Um, it's not, it doesn't give our brains that same feeling of like restriction. It allows us to think more creatively. And naturally, if you're making room for the things that you want to implement, those, those things that you don't desire so much, or maybe like, you know, sugar, for example, the things that you would, you know, put on your list of things to cut out those are naturally going to lessen because we're giving ourselves permission and we're already going to be making room for more of the things that we do want. Um, And that way, just psychologically, we're not um, putting ourselves in this we want what we can't have type of mode, right? Number two is to follow your cravings in a way that actually honor your core values and your goals. So If you love chocolate, don't give up chocolate. (laughs) There's no, there's no reason why you have to completely give things up, the things that you love in order to reach your goals. Um, There's, there's two different types of, well, there's, I mean, there's a million approaches, but two different approaches that come to mind right off the bat is we could, um, instead of restriction or elimination, we can, um, we can edit a little bit. So maybe if you're eating chocolate nonstop throughout the day, you're having, you know, a whole package of Oreos and a Hershey's chocolate bar, um, and it's becoming a problem. Um, I would recommend tapering back first before just eliminating anything, um, cold Turkey, because, girl, that's, that's going to be a lot. Um, and it's going to be really, really hard if you're just like trying to go full beast mode and just eliminate something from your diet. Um, and you also, there, this is something to think about too. Not everyone does moderation well. So if you're someone who like really, really, um, 
you know, you just can't moderate. Maybe that is where you go in after trying to moderate and you're saying, you know what, I'm having a hard time just cutting back. Maybe this is something that I do need to cut out. Um, If it's not bringing you absolute joy and it's not contributing to your overall happiness or your goals, maybe it's not worth keeping around. I think also just something to keep in mind here too is that as we follow our cravings, it's important for us to, in the process of honoring our cravings, it is important for us to create an awareness around what and why, right? So are we craving sweets because we're stressed, because we're, you know, feeling bad about ourselves, because we're tired? Um, Would sweets really solve the problem? Would it like, and, you know, chemically, there is evidence that eating some of your favorite foods, um, specifically like sugar, will will boost happy hormones. So chocolate, as an example, um, a lot of people say like, you know, dark chocolate will actually boost your serotonin and dopamine. Um, It's like a little quick, quick reward system. And there's nothing wrong with that if you're not reliant on food to be your only source of dopamine, serotonin, happiness, etc. So if we are, I think we need to find the balance between allowing ourselves and giving ourselves permission to enjoy the foods that we love without kind of abusing that, that, um, that permission. That is where we find balance and we can still eat the things that we love without completely throwing ourselves off track. So number three, it's so important to remember that finding your stride in your nutrition is all a learning process. And I think if we focus first on creating an awareness about what we're eating, it's going to naturally help us align to healthier habits. If you're if you're just not paying attention to anything you're doing and you're just like, eh, I'll just focus on this later. Of course, you're going to continue to, you know, shovel food in your mouth when you're stressed. And, you know, that's, again, the awareness will help us understand not only like, you know, what we're eating and, and what choices we're making, which is the first step, but also just diving deeper and saying, why am I so dependent on food or why am I so obsessed with being overly healthy with my food and like tracking to the point of, um, you know, kind of disordered eating. There's, I mean, there's so many nuanced ways that nutrition can work for us or against us. And number four is to get support. I mean, truthfully, no one, no one should have to carry this burden of just kind of knowing what and when and how and how much and, to eat. It's crazy. It's a lot of information. Um, and I think just getting the support to help you learn your body better, to learn how to eat, to support your goals, to learn how to balance your wants with your needs. That is just one of the steps that honestly is going to be the most transformational of all. I mean, truly, there's there's only so much that you can do on your own, um, but sometimes it really does take that outside perspective and someone to kind of look in at your habits and go, 
whoa, do you realize that you're you're not eating enough like at all? Um, or do you realize that you are eating way too much, uh, I don't know, carbohydrate and that's probably why you're hungry all the time is because you're lacking protein. So how can we fix that? It's just good to have this outside perspective because even from a non-scientific standpoint, um, I'm not talking about like meal plans and, and diets and calories and whatnot. It is really important for us to have someone to help us stay accountable to our nutrition goals. And number two, just help us kind of unpack some of our limiting beliefs around food because food, oh man, it's uh, honestly, it can be one of the most complicated relationships between yourself and food. And sometimes you really just do need someone to swoop in and help you unpack and realize all of these these behaviors around food and not only that but what those next steps are in order to eat in a way that is productive to your body and soul right so diving into this next little portion here um i want to talk about some of the things that we we're kind of forced to digest every day, no pun intended, um, on social media. There is so much push in the fitness influencer space, people who are not certified, but are just like, um, air quotes, fit, uh, air quotes, body goals, uh, that companies will use to sell their product. And, you know, whether they use that product or not, their goal is not to help you coach you, you know, sustain habits. These are people who simply make money off of helping companies advertise. So, I mean, if you know me well, um, which I mean, I, I hope, I hope you guys know that I'm very against, um, like tummy teas. <laughs> Listen, if that's, if that works for you, great. But, um, the thing is, tummy tea is not a sustainable way to lose weight and keep it off. Like, there are so much better ways to spend your money, your time, um, and honestly, your taste buds. Um, I, I, You know what? I haven't even tried a tummy tea. Uh, I'll be honest. And it's because it doesn't appeal to me, nor do I want to lose weight. But it's a glorified laxative. Um, and if you are eating balanced diet... Um, you won't need something to clear you out like that. Uh, so that's on that. Yeah, I just, it's like a trigger word for me at this point, honestly. And I'm not against supplements as a whole. I mean, there are some really incredible supplements out there that um, can do a lot uh, in terms of supporting your fitness goals, but they have to actually make sense and not just become a replacement for actually putting in work. Um, I mean, here's some things to consider. Like, how how's your diet? Because supplements can't really just fix poor nutrition. Also, you know, let's say you're like, okay, I'm not losing weight, but I am, quote, doing all the right things. How long have you actually been at it? How long have you been working towards that goal? Are you doing the right exercises for your goals? And are you being consistent? These are just some things to consider before, you know, using supplements um, as a way to pretty much do the work for you. Um, my suggestion is like, 
if your doctor prescribed you a supplement because you know you have some sort of deficiency heck yeah D- take take that supplement please um but there's a lot of like unapproved um or like there's really no like science behind it or maybe the science is there but there's no like actual um studies <laughs> done on things but like i think safe supplements would be things like uh like protein shakes protein powders um and we can we can talk all about protein powder maybe in another episode like what type of protein should i have because i do get those questions a lot um and i'll make a note of that but um i mean you you don't necessarily need things like like creatine or chitosan or i don't even know how you pronounce that chromium picolinate <laughs> Or like green tea extract or CLA or MCTs or any of these things like, and there's a bunch of supplements out there that just have like weird names because it's like their own little, um, like trademarked name, like, I don't know, thermal burn or whatever. I mean, and you know, there's, there's science behind that. Sure. But what I'm saying is you don't need to be taking supplements in order to reach your goals, period. You once you get to a point um, where maybe your goals you need to like uh, once you've established your routine, you've gotten to a certain point, and maybe you're looking to challenge yourself or kind of like biohack your body. Like maybe that would be a good time for you to dive into it a little bit deeper. But honestly, if you're just getting started, do not rely on diet pills, supplements. Just don't buy into the hype, honestly. You got to put in an effort first to see what your body's capabilities are and what its needs are. Now, I want to talk a little bit about calorie deficits because I think we hear this phrase get thrown around a lot. Um, I'm going to keep it simple um, just for the sake of getting through um, quite a few of these um, topics today. But again, we're going back to the idea that under eating, or restricted calorie intake, like 1,200 calories, is not going to help you lose weight. So here's how I like to think about it. If you are like, I want to save money on gas, but I have a 10-mile trip I need to take, right? But you only put in one gallon of gas um, when (laughs) you're getting in the car, you're not going to expect your car to get where you need to go, go there and back, if you know you are knowingly not putting enough fuel in the tank. So your body, like I said, you need calories to burn calories. Calories, let's think of it this way. Another word for calorie is energy. You need energy to burn energy. So probably the reason that you've been so tired because you're only eating 1,200 calories and you're not losing weight is because it's not enough energy to sustain you, let alone also provide enough energy for your body to work out. I mean, mm -mm. it's just, it, it doesn't work, does not compute. So when we're talking about a calorie deficit, a healthy range is about 500 calories less than what you need, um, but it's never as low as 1,200 calories. Um, and if you actually look up like who who should be eating 1,200 calories, it's like kids under eight years old. And like even then, I'm pretty sure 
your body still needs more than that. Like kids, kids are so active. They're growing. I mean, let's just imagine like a very sedentary seven-year-old. That would be um, an appropriate amount of calories, 1,200 calories. So honestly, um, one thing that you can do right off the bat is to eat more quality calories, um, quality over quantity, um, and see how that actually changes your results. I think you'd be really surprised by actually, um, there's a term for it and it's called reverse dieting. Um, and I, I feel like I've seen some of the best results with my clients once they learn they actually need to eat more and go through the process of calculating what their needs are. And I actually help people calculate a healthy deficit. And it's just, it's always so eye-opening. I love the follow-up calls that um, happen from that because, woo, yeah, I mean, like I said, you need fuel to burn fuel. So basically, I just want you to think of it like this. The more quality calories you take in, that equals more fuel for your body to use, which equals more energy for your workouts, which also translates to an increased resting metabolic rate. And for those of you who have never heard that phrase before, it's basically like how much or how efficiently your body is utilizing uh, calories or energy um, when you're not working out. So basically you're teaching your body to become more efficient um, which in turn equals more calories that your body is burning at rest and the more efficiently your body is going to utilize that fuel. So I, I don't, I think knowing how many, how much calorie, blah, 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 I can't speak today apparently, um, knowing how many calories you need to sustain your life is important. So in that sense, yes, I think you should calculate your caloric needs. That is something that I teach in my programs. Um, it's a little bit complicated, which is why I believe that um, having the support is definitely helpful. Um, but there's a process that you can go through um, in order to learn that. But even if you were not to calculate your caloric needs, um, a beneficial way to start focusing on this is to shift your focus to quality over quantity. So loading your plate with 30% uh, lean quality protein, 50% um, some sort of healthy energy sustaining carbohydrates, um, and 20% healthy fats. So it's really not just about, you know, eat less, move more. It's more like eat plenty of quality fuel so that you can move more. <laughs> so that is kind of what I wanted to talk about today. I know there's like a bajillion diet uh, questions and trust me, this will be just one of many episodes down the road that will answer your nutrition questions, but I hope that you gained some practical strategies uh, to start implementing into your life today so you can actually stop dieting and still reach your goals um, without having to give up the things that you love. So on that note, I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. And as always, be bold, be fit. Mm -hmm.